listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z, and on today's episode, we have a wonderful singer and a songwriter, Kathy Young. Kathy, welcome to The Rick Z Show. Thanks for having me, Rick. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, you know, I've been so looking forward to this. You know, I, I love your music. I love you. We've known each other for quite some time now. We'll get to all that in a little while. Do you like the moniker singer-songwriter? Some people do, some people don't. Uh, what do you consider yourself, a songwriter first, a singer first, a guitar player, what? I definitely consider myself a songwriter first. That's always been my first love. Singing came later. Singing came later. It's just things that you accumulate over time as they develop. I understand that for me I consider myself a songwriter first you know I never really considered myself a singer or a guitar player it was always a means to an end if you want to get your songs across to people when they ask me what do you do I say I'm a songwriter I don't even say musician because that's some sometimes a little misleading the songwriting seems to come first for me you're a songwriter yourself how, how big a deal is that to you where where is that up the food chain of music that's everything. It's breathing. It's the most important thing to me. I, I don't know how I would get through life without it because it's just such a natural part of, of who I am. I love that. That's exactly how I feel about it. There's all these different things. You know, sing, the singer-songwriter thing always annoyed me. Not doing it, that title, singer-songwriter, you just hear it everywhere. It's like recording artist. That's another one. <laughs> Album artist. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of albums, you have one. You made a great one. It's got a lot of great songs on it. When did you release that album? I released it in 2003. 2003. Man, it sure goes by fast. It sure does. I remember when you released it. How many songs you got on it? Um, I believe there's 12. You still play stuff off it when you play live? I do. Yep, I do. Some of them are my favorites. Yeah, I, I, some of them are my favorites. I, I don't know a lot of the newer ones as well, but a lot of great songs on that album. In fact, can we hear something from it? Sure. What do you want to hear? I have a lot of favorites, but this one overall is my favorite song, and it's called Little Song. Great, let's listen. Stop. 
Great song. A lot of great imagery. I, I feel like I want to be on the beach when I hear that song. <laughs> yeah, me too. What inspires you? What what type of topics? Love, hate? I mean, what do you typically write songs about and, and what gets you going? I write about wherever I am and, and who I'm in contact with. I would have to say that one of the, the biggest things that, that I'm really big about is love songs. I write a good love song, and that's something that's very important to me. What is it about love songs? You know, something interesting about love songs to me. I don't write many anymore. I used to write them a lot. I kind of feel like love songs have tricked us in some way into believing that there's a standard we're trying to attain with our love. But really, in my estimation, a love song is what we want love to be, that we write it to be that way because we can't make it that way always in life. We're trying to we're trying to make it that way in song. How do you see a love song? I see it a different way, I guess. I don't see it as something to try to attain. I I write about the reality. Mm. I write about what's real about it, about the good parts about it, and about the parts that may not be so good, the parts that are hard about love. Because being in love, it's not always, you know, clouds and flowers and and champagne there's a lot of tough stuff that happens when you're in love also well your love songs are very realistic and you're really good at them i mean you that that's definitely something that you do in your music that's very much kathy young is the way you write love songs what artists do you like that not necessarily try to emulate but that you really admire and might filter their way into your music a little bit i i actually hear some carol king in your voice are you a carol king fan Oh, absolutely. Tapestry was the first album that I ever purchased, as a matter of fact. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who else? You, you like the Indigo Girls? I'm a huge Indigo Girls fan. I think we've had this conversation before. We have, yeah. There's a lot of artists that I like. And now I'm not going to be able to remember any of them. <laughs> That's how so it is, because you're being I interviewed. you ask me that question. This happens all the time. <laughs> no, well, we're not putting you on the spot. This is this is just a casual conversation between friends, which reminds me, how did we meet? We met about 20 years ago, I believe. I think it was 1999. I was at kind of a low ebb in my career, I guess you could say. I had problems with my throat. I wasn't able to sing. Oh, I was renting a place from you. You were my landlord. Yeah, that's right. That's so funny (laughs) to think about. But you were. You were a very good landlord, by the way. Thank you. But you actually did a big favor for me. You kind of got me out of just where I was moping around in my apartment and got me to an open mic night, which is something I typically don't do. But I had lost so much confidence. You said, let's go down to this open mic night in New Paltz. And we would go down there every week and play a couple of songs. And it was uh, trying to get my, my feet wet to get back into the game and I just couldn't do it but I remember you were a relatively new artist at the time I I think you told me you'd only been playing for a couple of years or something or or a year I I don't remember it's it's well I'd only been performing for a couple of years I've been playing forever since I was a kid but I'd only been performing really seriously for a couple of years so I found that the open mics were a good vehicle to just to get out there and do it without having to have a full set of music. Yeah. It's a way you, with just a couple of songs, you can get up in front of people and try it out and see how you do. You really built this from the ground up because that's where you started. But I mean, you're obviously out playing all the time, full gigs, and you have been for a long time now. I've kind of w- watched this growth. I remember years ago, you, you couldn't find any place to play. Coincidentally, I, I was playing a lot at that time. I would give you some advice or certain places to play and things like that. And now it's kind of like the shoes on the other foot <laughs> because I'm not playing as much as I use. I'm still 
playing a lot, but I'm not really playing as much as I used to. And I see your name out there all the time. You're out, now I'm shadowing you. I'm finding places that you're playing, and I'm trying to go there and play gigs. So <laughs> how, what brought this metamorphosis on? Where did these gigs come from? I don't know where the gigs came from. You know, you just got to get out and find find people and just put it all put all, put it all out there. Is it just determination? You just yeah, said, I, I need to much. do this. All right, I need, I need to do this because I haven't really played consistently. My life has taken me in many different directions, and it's always been there's a season for playing, and then there's a season for dealing. I would be on again, off again with playing and trying to reinvent myself every time that I would restart again. Are you playing Porch Fest this year? Yes, I am. Oh, it's great. I'm booked, too. What, where are you? What, what street are you I have no idea. <laughs> I won't even be able to come to see you because I got another gig in New Paltz, ironically, uh, right after Porch Fest. And, and it kills me because what a great festival it is. Uh, it's a community of musicians here in Rhinebeck, New York. Everybody is playing and listening to each other, and pe- the community gets to come and listen to all these great artists that you, you normally wouldn't even have heard of necessarily. Some yes, some no, but it's like everybody's got a chance to play on a beautiful porch, on a beautiful day, all the beautiful houses all over Rhinebeck. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's a great festival. I, I love it. It is. I've really enjoyed being a part of it ever since it started. It's one of my favorite festivals right here in the Hudson Valley. And you're a Hudson Valley artist. In fact, you have a song called Hudson Valley Girl. Would you play that one? I'd love to. So I'm a native of the Hudson Valley. I grew up right here in Rhinebeck. Didn't go very far. Being a songwriter eventually occurred to me that I had to write a song about growing up here and how beautiful it is and how lucky we are to live in such a beautiful place. So this is called Hudson Valley Girl. She finally meets the ocean Even now 
Great song. You always have great chord changes in your songs. It's so nice. And I'm also proud of being a member of the Hudson Valley. I, I must admit, I do slag the music scene a little bit on the show from time to time because it's a tough place to be a musician, but it's a beautiful, beautiful area, and I, I'm very proud to be from the Hudson Valley. Yeah, it is such a beautiful place to be from. Now, Kathy, you teach. You teach guitar, you teach piano, you teach voice. How many lessons a week do you do? I have, on the average, about 25 students a week. Oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. Yeah. How much time does that take up? Quite a bit, usually late afternoons and early evenings I'm teaching. Because mm-hmm. I've given lessons, but if I exceed, like, you know, seven or eight lessons a week. It's like, I feel like I'm working too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I'm doing different things with all different levels of students and all different ages. It, it mixes it up for me. It always keeps it fresh. It keeps it fresh. What's it like for you working with students, uh, young people, older people, whatever? I find it very rewarding to teach because you see that recognition dawning on them when they play something that they really like and they're starting to get it and they get excited. And it's an electric charge that I get because it reminds me of when I was in that position. Absolutely, yeah. There's there's so much energy involved in, in teaching and you give energy and then the students give you energy back and it's just... It's a wonderful thing. I feel very fortunate. Absolutely. I do, too. I, I don't teach as much as I used to, but uh, I'm always looking for students, and uh, I really enjoy it. It's not really about the money. I, I get something. I, I think all musicians have to kind of pay it back a little bit. We, we should be teaching other people how to play instruments. I mean, that, that's kind of part of the musician's bargain, don't you think? I absolutely think so. When are we going to hear some more music from Kathy Young? I know that you've worked on some stuff over the years, uh, some new material that I can't wait until it comes out. But what impresses me about it is the power of the musicians on the album that you've worked with, guys like Mike D'Amico, these classic players from the Hudson Valley. Any light on the horizon? Oh, I certainly hope so. I've done a lot of recording. I just haven't actually released an album in a long time. I have a lot of bits and pieces, a lot of things in progress, and I'm looking forward to trying to get some things together and actually go ahead and release something and then record the newer stuff that I've been writing. It's hard to make an album, isn't it? 
It is. It really is. It's like it's kind of like birthing a child. Yeah. It's a very personal thing. It, it really is. I, I think a lot of people think it's easier than it is because when they buy the album, maybe listen to it, and they think, oh, you know, it's almost emerges fully formed. But people don't realize the effort and the years sometimes that goes into it and the changes that the artist undergoes while they're making the album. It's oh yeah. I mean, I know every note of every instrument of every. Everything that goes down, I know it all. I know what you mean. And every one has to be just right. The detail, the attention to detail is so important because once it's recorded, it's done. You're going to hear that same mistake over and over again. So you better get it right. Yes. Oh my gosh, I feel the same way. That's exactly what it's like for me. I'm like, you know, I have to get it right. People say, Rick, it's no big deal. It's just a little thing. No, no, no. no. This is going to stand for the song <laughs> mm-hmm. forever. Yep. It's encapsulated. This is the version, you know? Yeah, it's are, true. Are you a perfectionist? Absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, you have to know when to draw the line and say, okay, it's done. You know, it may not be 100% perfect, but this is what I'm going to release. It's hard to know. It's It's, very hard to know. It's hard to know when to let go. I have a real hard time letting go of all these little imperfections, and people don't even hear them. I I hear them. You know, nobody knows the song better than the person that wrote it. Mm -hmm. So when I write a song, I hear an arrangement in my head right away before the recording, and I I try to find that when I'm in the studio. I try to live up to what I'm hearing in my head, and sometimes I can't find it. Yep, and the bar is high. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it even harder. Yeah, I agree. What is Meadow Vision Music? That's the name of the business entity that covers all of the different things that I do musically, including teaching, performing, writing. Well, more to the point, you have a business where you write songs for other people. Do you have a name specifically for that business? No, that goes under the heading of, of Meadow Vision Music. Tell me a little bit about that business. That is something that I started doing because I I realized at some point or another that I I write a really good love song. That's one of my strengths. I will attest to that. (laughs) And I've always written songs for people, special songs about people, songs for somebody's birthday as a gift or a song about someone. And I seem to be able to really get into the essence of who they are. And I realized that, well, if I could get into the essence of a couple, that could be a really interesting avenue to pursue. And so I just, I started doing it. I have people fill out a little questionnaire, even if I know them. There's still details about them as a couple that I don't know. And then I'll um, take that back and write them a song that is personally 100% theirs. Now, is it just couples, or do you do you write, you know, for somebody's birthday, or a bar mitzvah, or a graduation party? Or Absolutely, I've done all different kinds of special songs for people. Like what? Like what? What, what kind of uh, instances have you written for? Well, I've done birthdays, special birthdays. Also, um, the last, latest one that I did was for actually one of my music students, who um, her her family was moving out to Iowa and it kind of all happened suddenly and so it was kind of a shock to everyone. I was trying to think of something special to leave her with because I mean in the space of a couple years I taught her guitar and piano and voice and songwriting. I mean we covered it all. Very very talented girl but we spent a lot of time together and I wanted to really give her something special that she would always remember and I'm trying to think of what to get her and nothing seemed right and personal enough 
And finally it dawned on me, I need to write her a song. And she was going to be leaving like within a couple of days, literally. I just really concentrated and out it came. And I performed it at the open mic at Taste Buds for her oh. and for her family. And it was really, it was really a special thing. That's extraordinary. I, I love these great stories when I have guests and, and they've got these kind of things to say. It's just so interesting, the, the different angles that, that people write songs under. I mean, this is a brilliant idea, I think. How many of these have you written? Oh, at least a dozen. At least a dozen of them. Yep. And, and by the way, it's not easy to sit down and say, I'm going to write, I got two days, I got to write a song. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's nothing like a little pressure. <laughs> I usually just labor over it for months. I can't find the right lyrics. I can write uh, a different song every day if I didn't have to write lyrics. It'd be much easier to do, but the lyrics take me forever because I, I want to try to say it right. Yep, it has to be just right and exactly what you mean. Is there any examples that you can show us of these tunes? Can, sure, can I'd I hear love, something? I'd love to. Oh, that would be great. I look into your eyes and the world melts away. This isn't an old movie or someone out cliche. It's just a you and me.
Well, I'd be pretty proud if that song was written about me or written for me. <laughs> That's really nice. Do you play any of these songs at your shows? I do. I do. Because, I mean, they're all, while they're written about other people, they still have a part of me in them as well. And so I do, I do include them sometimes. And it would be shame not to be able to play a great song. A great song is a great song. That so. you wrote. <laughs> is it difficult sometimes writing these songs to just kind of get the emotion up? Are these songs all sincere emotions? Or, I mean, because songwriters are somewhat of, they're kind of a constructionist. I mean, they, they're building a song, there's a structure. Can you fake it? Or, or are these all from the heart? I really think it's from the heart because, I mean, we're talking about love. It's from the heart. And different people's expression of love is is very unique and very individual. And that's what I try to find with each person, you know. I mean, they could pick out a song off of any playlist if they just wanted any old song. But I'm trying to find what's unique about them and what's unique to them to each other to make it really personal. And you're saying that you really can't write a good love song without feeling that love to some degree. Yeah, yep. Well, that explains why I can't write love songs. (laughs) Because I'm pickled in my own hatred for mankind. I joke here on the Rick Z Show. <laughs> Kathy, what a pleasure it's been just hanging out with you and talking about your music and hearing you play. And on a personal note, it's just great to see you. It's really good to see you too, Rick. You're welcome back anytime. Would you take us out with a song? Sure, I'd love to. That would be great. But if tomorrow never 
Once again, great chord changes. I've never heard that song before, but I love it. I love that line, uh, I want to dance up a storm to a rockin' tune. Mm-hmm. That, yep. That's great. I love that. You know, there's such a positive vibe about you, Kathy. I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of people in this area respect your music. I was talking to Stevie D today. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't know you guys even knew each other. And when he heard you were going to be on the show, he's an area drummer, by the way, and a great one. And when he heard you were going to be on the show, he said, Kathy Young, make sure you give her a huge hug from Stevie D. <laughs> yeah, we go way back also. You know what would be funny is if you said, who's Stevie D? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I changed my mind. I want to take the show out with a recorded song. I, I want to mention that today is 9-11, 18 years since 9-11. I, I mean, again, talk about where did the time go? 18, that's almost 20 years ago. I want to take the show out with a song that is kind of appropriate to, to that feeling. And would you like to say something about it? Sure. Actually, um, this song was written for a friend of mine, a very close friend who died on 9-11 not in the tragedy at the Twin, Twin Towers, but actually a couple of years later, he died from cancer. And I hadn't seen him in a very long time, and through certain circumstances, a mutual friend let me know that he was very ill. And we went to see him at the hospital, and he only lasted a month after that. But I tried to spend every moment that I could with him, and just reassure him and let him know how much I cared and loved him. This last song is a song that I wrote for him. Kathy, once again, great having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. If you get a chance to go out and see Kathy Young, do it. You won't be disappointed. Now listen to this. Oh 
You're listening to The Rick Z Show. I'm your host, Rick Z. Every week, produced and engineered by Rusty Johnson. Please come back next week, and I promise you we'll have another talented Hudson Valley artist, and we'll see you then.